audio check. Hey guys, on today's podcast episode, it's going to be the audio from a uh, talk I gave at the University of Florida College of Pharmacy uh, down at the Orlando campus. This talk was about how to utilize social media to build to build relationships with other healthcare professionals, but also how to build your own personal brand and build credibility and, and awareness and, and around what you're doing uh, to, to advocate for the profession and, and to advocate for uh, quality patient care. So really hope you enjoy it. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our amazing speaker, Dr. Richard Waithe. Um, Dr. Richard Waithe is a graduate of the University uh, College of Pharmacy Orlando campus, where he was um, very involved and held several positions, including Vice Regent of Kappa Psi, President of PLS, and President of his class of 2014. Before pharmacy school, he received a bachelor's in chemistry from Florida International University in Miami. He is a practicing community pharmacist, host of the podcast RX Radio, and the founder of Medvice, a personalized medication management company. So please uh, look in a warm welcome. Hello, everyone. Hi. You guys all look great because you're eating, so I'm sure that's always a fun task. Um, so I'm just going to start off with telling you guys a little bit about myself, maybe go a little bit deeper into uh, what she just went over. Uh, so I was born actually in New Jersey. Uh, my parents immigrated from Trinidad and Tobago. Any Caribbean people in here? No, one? There you go, got you. All right, cool. Oh, another one, yes. So uh, when I was one, I moved to Miami, so I have no experience or memory of what Jersey was like, uh, but I was raised in Miami, Florida, where I went to Florida National University. I got a degree in chemistry. I was involved pretty, uh, pretty well on campus there. I was in a uh, fraternity there as well. It was my first fraternity experience. Uh, where I held a couple positions, I played intramural sports, uh, and I really felt like that's where most of my leadership skills really started to develop. And then I went over to uh, this beautiful campus, which was previously uh, over in Apopka. I don't know if any of you guys heard about that, but uh, before this campus, there was an Apopka campus where it was like nothing but like farms and sketchy like ranches and stuff. So um, that was real interesting. Uh, now there's like more farms and cows and stuff over here. Um, but uh, on campus here, as she said, I held, I held a bunch of positions here. I was pretty involved on campus. I really enjoyed it. And uh, graduated. I did At school, actually, I did a couple internships with Target Pharmacy, which is now uh, CVS Pharmacy. But uh, before they got bought out, I did a couple internships with them. And then I currently work for Pharmacy as a community pharmacist. And uh, on the side, I have started a podcast called RX Radio, and I'm doing a Personalized medication management is basically a term for MTM. Uh, I like there's a couple of things that's going on right now in the industry where I really don't like the term MTM because I feel like it's not doing the best care that we can be provided providing. So I'm personally calling it personal medication management because I feel like that's a better term for it. I feel like it's a way to give better and more individualized personalized care. So um, Jumping right into things, this is going to be a little different. I don't have any slides. And being that this is going to be kind of about social media, as you can see from the title, uh, my slides are on Instagram. So anyone want to pull up an Instagram so we can start the uh, presentation? Anyone? You know you guys have Instagram? You don't have Instagram? You have Instagram? You do? You want to pull up a slide? 
while you're eating. It'll be fun. Anyone else? It's going to be interactive, guys. I don't know what you guys think. It's not just going to be like you looking at me and speaking. It's going to be interactive. So somebody pull up Instagram. On Instagram, go to rxradio.fm, and it's going to be the last post, and that's going to be the slides. It's different. Anyone ever seen this before? No? Okay, cool. Perfect. Sounds like you got it. So that first one. Open that up. All right, so we have someone that's on the first slide. Don't scroll through that Instagram. There's a bunch of funny stuff there, but stay focused, okay? So what's the first slide say? Pharmacists must build relationships with other healthcare providers to ensure better patient care. So that slide is basically the why, right? So the slide basically says that we need to build relationships with other healthcare providers for the ultimate goal of providing the best patient care that we can provide. So the reason why that's like the end goal, that's like, off, like obviously that's like what we really want to do here, but there's so many other things that comes along with building relationships with the healthcare providers. To start, your quality of life on the job. So let's say there's a, there's a problem with a patient and you know you have to problem solve, or you have to make a decision. It's going to be much easier on both for the patient and both your quality of life. Instead of arguing with someone that you've never seen before or don't have any sort of relationship with, it's going to be much easier to make a decision and problem solve with someone that you've connected with already or that you have some form of relationship with. In addition, uh, career advancement. Now, if you have relationships with other healthcare providers, you're talked about well, people know about you, there's just a good light and a good aura, like, aura around you of, of your career and it will help you to further that career either within that institution or within that pharmacy or whatever organization uh, you're a part of. Next slide, sir. Okay, so you guys have heard the term like there's no dumb questions. There's some questions are a little dumb, so I'm going to ask one right now. Raise your hand if you are using social media, any form, any form of social media. So that's pretty much everyone in here. Some people are still eating. I get it, and they were distracted. That's cool, but pretty much. Everyone in here is on some form of social media, whether that be YouTube, which is social media, whether that be Twitter, whether that be Instagram, uh, Facebook, th that's all social media, right? Social media right now is basically the internet. And if you probably think about when you go to your phone, the, major like the percentage of time that you're on your phone, most likely it's in some form of app that's also social media. Anybody agree with that? Or is everyone else just on Safari? <laughs> no? Okay, yeah. So everyone is like at some point on social media. So the reason why uh, that slide says that it's the best way to build connections and build relationships at scale is because social media is able to take what we're doing right now personally, I'm basically building a connection with everyone here, I hope, and doing it at scale to someone that's in Oregon, to someone that's in Canada, to someone that's in New York. You can do all that from social media. And that's why, and also you can do that from within people at your organization or at the hospital or pharmacy that you eventually start to work for. So that's why it's the best to me, it's a, that's why I'm here, that's why this talk is solely about doing this on social media, because you can do it at such great lengths, not only across the country, but within your institution as well. And a lot of the principles that we'll talk about, or a lot of the uh, things we'll talk about can be done in person and also on social media. There's usually no different in terms of, of connecting with that person, it's just hitting a like button instead of giving someone like a high five, let's say. Next slide. Who's on the, I think you would raise your hand for the next slide, right? Yes. What's the next slide say? Connect with 
other healthcare professionals by finding common ground. Okay. So social media is a cool thing, right? In terms of people post what they like, people post what they don't like. And it's hard to tell by someone just walking down the street of looking at them unless they're wearing like a huge Dolphins jersey. You can't really, you won't really know that they're a Dolphins fan. But if you look at their social media, you might be able to go on there and see that they like the Heat or they like the Cardinals or they like, you know, some other uh, sports team somewhere else in the country. Or you can see that they have a favorite book or a favorite movie. But having this presence of social media and, and being able to build that, that, these connections with people, it's just a way to really dive deep into that, right? So, so for example, I'm going to pick someone random. So let's go with you. Where did you go to school? Um, to undergrad? Yeah. Uh, Valencia and UCF. UCF. So you're in Orlando. So I lived in Orlando for four years. Mm -hmm. Connection. We have a connection, right? Like we can dive deeper into that if we wanted to. So another someone random in the sweater back there, gentlemen. Yep. Tell me about yourself. Tell me, uh, do you have a favorite sports team? Uh, Buccaneers. Buccaneers? So you like football? Because I didn't even tell you, I didn't say like a thing. You went straight to football. <laughs> but do you like football? Sure. I played football in high school. Connection, right? So these little ways of, of finding people and, and finding what they like, you have to find out like common ground. So you have to basically connect with people by looking at what they do, what they like, and seeing how that relates to you, right? So build that connection. You can do that both in person by regular conversations, or you can do that on social media by looking at their Twitter account, looking at their Facebook, and you can do that, you can connect right there on social media, and then you can also take that to uh, the workplace. After you know working up a patient, you can be like, oh, did you see that Bucks game last night? It was crazy, right? It's just a way to connect there, it's a way to build that relationship, and it's just a way to further enhance your working environment, to both have you know a good working environment for yourself, but also be able to effectively provide patient care. Anyone else want to connect real quick? No one? Damn, let me pick one more person. Another sweater. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. How's you doing, man? You doing all right? Any books? You read books? Yeah, I like books. What kind of What's your favorite book? I don't read books. So this is going to be real interesting. Right now, I'm reading Book of Life. Book of Life? Yeah. I mean, that's an easy connection. I'm living, bro. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. All right, what is the book about? It's like an autobiography. Of who? Uh, some Rasta man. A Rasta man? Yeah. From, like, Jamaica? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my family's from Trinidad. So we have some way of building a connection that way. And we could talk about this. I, you know, every day I see him, like, hey, man, you finished the book. Ross is cool. Is there weed in the book? Like, we can, you know, we can, we can go there, right? Like, that's just the way of building the connection that way, right? So, you know, that, th these are just examples of how easy you can find a way to connect with someone. Obviously, it could be as simple as that, or it could be as complicated as, you know, a serious, you know, family event that happened or a serious patient that you had a connection to. Um, it could be anything, but... The cool thing is that you can use social media to do that connection, um, both in person and online. Who wants to tell me the next slide? It's unbelievable. Build your personal yes. brand by producing or sharing content. Okay. Say it one more time. Sorry, one here. Build your personal brand by producing or sharing content. Okay. So we talked about making connections with people, and we talked about how that's going to be important for uh, you know building those relationships and having a good work environment, and hopefully providing the best patient care. The other part that's a little separate to making con just only making connections is building your personal brand. Now, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but Amazon just bought Whole Foods, 
and is likely, I'm sure, I don't know if you've seen headlines, is likely going to be entering some way or form into pharmacy, whether that be through being a PBM or whether that be through uh, making drugs or selling generics. They're coming to this world. And if you didn't know, Amazon really screws up industries, right? So they mess up the retail industry, they mess up the book industry. There's so many different things that Amazon will come and do and affect every single person's here's daily life, especially in pharmacy. And the reason why that's important is because the, our the role of the pharmacist is going to be changing very drastically. And that's going to be changing uh, into, as you can see, there's a lot of people in here and there's a lot of pharmacy schools out there. So there's a lot of us going into the market. And the way to be successful is going to be to differentiate yourself from everyone else, right? So I'm actually getting chills thinking about this because I'm really passionate about it. Um, we have to understand that you have to start building your personal brand as, as a pharmacist and as a professional. And that's going to be to distinguish yourself from other, from other individuals if you want to you know, succeed in certain career paths. But it's also going to be to have credibility and connect with other healthcare professionals. So as you saw earlier, everyone, almost everyone raised their hand for being on social media. That's not just in this room. That's across the country, right? In every profession, nurses, dentists, doctors, they're all on social media. So they're all going to be looking on social media at stuff, and you want to be in their feed, or, any, or you want a pharmacist to be in their feed advocating for the profession, advocating for, for uh, patient safety, advocating, advocating for uh, good medication usage, right? So the way to do that is by utilizing social media to build your personal brand. And as the slide said, it's going to be either by producing your own content or it's going to be sharing content. Not everyone is super creative where they want to make videos and not everyone is a good writer or a good reader like myself. I'm a terrible reader. And so you just have to know like what it is in you and what it is that you're going to be able to do, whether it's going to be finding and sharing great content or whether it's going to be producing your own. So we're going to go through like the different social medias and talk about like who that fits or how you can do that there. But just know that I, I know you guys are in school and there's a lot of social media platforms out there and to be active on there, it's a lot of time, a lot of work. Don't, you know, don't think that you have to do that now. If you can, that'd be great. But if I were you guys, I would pick maybe one avenue that you feel the most comfortable in, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, um, or medium.com. Pick one and just try to be a little active on there to start building your personal brand. For when, so that way when you graduate, you only have like a, like a base there and where you, where you can really start like going on and, and continue to further build your brand. So that being said, I think it's time for the next slide. Anybody? You know what's funny? Like usually people, you're always on your phone, right? Like even when you're not supposed to be. Now when I want you to be on your phone, no one's on their phone. <laughs> who, who, you said you had it? Yeah. All right, perfect. Pharmacists should be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Medium, and Snapchat. All right, is, it, is there one missing there? Anybody know? YouTube. Damn, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube is also social media. And even though, yes, you are just watching videos on there, you can comment, you can like, and you can share which is basically what a social media platform is. So it's another way of you know, producing and sharing content, which, which we'll go into. Um, say the slide one more time. Pharmacists should be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Medium, Snapchat. So it's like seven platforms, right? So again, that's why it's, you know, that, that's a lot of platforms to really be on hard, right? And, and going like ham where you're posting every hour and producing a lot of content that people like. It's very difficult to do especially if you're in pharmacy school. But again, I would still advise pick one. Now, me, I feel comfortable on a camera. As you can see, there's one here. 
Uh, I feel comfortable talking in front of people. You have to find out what you like about yourself or what you feel comfortable doing. So if you love making videos, like you can do what I do. I make a lot of videos online helping uh, patients with understanding their medications and disease states. And it's something I feel comfortable doing. But if you're a little bit more shy, if you're a little bit more introverted, and maybe you like to write a lot, you can probably go on to medium.com. Anyone ever hear of Medium? Social, social pharmacy, social platform? No? Perfect. So now everyone has some homework in addition to everything else that you're doing, all a thousand other tasks. When you get home, check out medium.com. It's like a, it's like if uh, Twitter and uh, what's like what's a famous blogging site? Anybody? I don't know any famous blogging sites. Anyone like blogger.com or something? WordPress. What is it? WordPress. All right. So it's like if Twitter and WordPress had a baby and uh, produced medium.com. It's a site where you can, it's a blogging site. You, you just basically write articles on there, but it's really intuitive and it, it's more of like a social media platform where you can like and share and comment and connect with other um, um, authors. Now, you can be an author on there, or you can also read on there. Um, but it's just an avenue where if you feel like you're not you know, someone to be on video or on camera, you can use Medium to you know, get your thoughts out there and help uh, build your personal brand. Twitter, anyone here still use Twitter? Twitter's kind of like an old thing. Like, it's been around for a while, but some people are still on there. I recently hit, went back on Twitter. What did you say? Donald Trump is on Twitter. Donald Trump's on Twitter. Yes, he is. That jerk. Just spreading news. Um, so Twitter, I recently really started getting into Twitter again. And the reason being is because it's actually a super cool place to like talk to random people at any time. Like, it's not like Facebook where if like you get a friend request from someone you haven't met before, it's a little weird. Like, I don't know that dude. You know, like, and you're not going to accept that. But on Twitter... If you reach out to someone or you follow them or whatever, it's okay. Like, no one really pays attention to that. And you can talk to anyone. Like, if someone tweets something and you reply back, it's not going to be weird. They're going to, like, you're going to get into dialogue. So I love Twitter for that purpose, for just randomly talking to people. And there are, there are people from all different uh, healthcare professions, like, like dentists, optometrists. I interact with so many of them on there just trying to build not only my personal brand, but advocate for the professional pharmacy as well. So Twitter is a really cool place if you like, just want to get quickly on there and start talking to people. It's a really good start. But it's probably not the best place for pictures. For example, Instagram. Now, if you're at certain institutions, um, maybe like an independent pharmacy or something like that, pictures are usually okay, but there's a lot of institutions where pictures are completely not okay. So you just kind of got to know that that's probably something you might not be able to do in terms of uh, like personal health information. You know, but Instagram is cool visual. As you can see, I'm running a presentation on Instagram. Right, so you can do a bunch of cool stuff. You can get creative with the images there. You can use words only. You can do like a sunset and just do like a quote, like whatever. Like you can do all that stuff on Instagram. So and it's just a way to um, have people go, come to your come to your page, see what you're doing, see that you're an advocate for the profession, um, and see that you're willing to work with other healthcare providers. So we did Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook again, a little weird, right? Where you can't just randomly talk to someone and it'd be like okay. But if you're at an institution, you can actually search by institution to see who works somewhere. And you can, find a con you can connect with the doctor that you had just spoken with about a patient and friend request them maybe. Same thing on Twitter. You can see if they have a Twitter and start and just build a relationship that way. Now, the one thing that kind of gets fused in this situation is like, you know, people have their personal lives and then people have their professional lives. I will say that line is really disappearing. And because there's so many social medias out there and there's, there's only certain ways to really hide what you're doing, that line is really getting blurred. So I would really, you know, I would really start thinking about any social media that you're on 
to take that more like your professional one and you know just try to be a good person don't post like you know random bad things on there and just think that that's going to be okay because it's your personal life so i would really know that that's fused and that way you won't be scared to friend request a doctor that you had just spoken with or friend request a nurse that's working on your healthcare team in an attempt to hopefully build a relationship with them so facebook twitter instagram talk about medium so snapchat snapchat is a little sketchy too in terms of like that's probably the only place where like maybe personal might be okay um because it, it really is just like looking at your daily life and stuff and it's usually just for friends but there are people that are uh, that are using snapchat there are healthcare professionals using snapchat to promote their brand and promote their profession and show what they're doing so you can use it that way um it's hard to search on snapchat there i think they just rolled out like a search feature but I don't think there's like a real way to like find like someone that works somewhere or someone that's a, you know, that's another pharmacist or whatever. Um, but in terms of searching Twitter and Facebook, Instagram are really good places if you want to search and find. So they have hashtags. You can hashtag pharmacist. You can see who has, you can literally go in, see all the pharmacists that post hashtag pharmacy and just start connecting. Like, oh, I see you at this school. Um, tell me what that school is like. Boom, connected. Like you can do that for anything. Even on Instagram too, you can search uh, like it, like someone that posts at a hospital. You can see people that post here with this like tag. You can go in and see who posted at the Lake Nona campus for uh, UF College of Pharmacy, and you can connect if you haven't met that person yet. So those are just all ways to to um, to go about connecting and build your personal brand and YouTube. So the last thing, obviously, like if you feel that you know you're someone that could be on camera, that you can, um, or maybe tape someone else, like because you're a videographer. You can utilize YouTube to make educational videos either for pharmacists, which I know people that are doing, um, or elder healthcare providers, or you can make videos for how to better, how to better study. You can make videos for um, also patients and just trying to help them understanding their medications better um, at scale. Again, there's so many different things you can do in terms of building relationships with other healthcare providers, um, both pharmacists and also uh, people in other industries. What is the last slide, anybody? Or is that the last slide? That was the last one? Last one? Okay, so to wrap up, I really do hope that you guys have seen that social media is important right now. It is not something that you know you just do for fun. It is not something that 13-year-old girls and boys are using. It is something that people that from all over the spectrum of the country and all different types of professions are using. So if you want to be successful in what you're doing in the future, like and if you really want to like stick out and stand out, the only way to do that is going to be really through building a brand and building connections on social media. It's not just a resume anymore like it used to be. Now it's gonna, people are gonna be looking at your LinkedIn account, which I don't think I talked about LinkedIn. But people are gonna be looking at your LinkedIn account, they're gonna be seeing what you're doing. LinkedIn, you can also, LinkedIn, all right, so real quick, let me backtrack, because you let me forget about LinkedIn. Did you say LinkedIn? Oh, I'm just kidding. So uh, LinkedIn, it's really only good for connecting with prof other professionals, usually. You're not gonna find you know, like your patients on there, usually that would be a little weird too. Um, you're, mo you're mostly going to find like other healthcare providers, other pharmacists, and you can connect that way. It's also a little bit easier in terms of just randomly sending a, a request for a connection too. That's, that's not as weird as it is on Facebook. Um, the other cool thing about LinkedIn is you can write articles on LinkedIn just like you can on Medium. Has anyone ever seen that feature where there's like native articles in LinkedIn? You know, I got one head nod. So have you used it or you just read it? Okay, so. It's almost the exact same thing as Medium is, the, the whole thing of Medium is just those articles. So you can be an author or you can read those, those articles. You can even copy and paste and they can share across. 
Um, but it's just a way to further, uh, you know, build your brand out there because LinkedIn, if they see that you wrote an article, they'll push it to the top of people's feeds and it'll be easier to get access to other people's eyes and things like that. Um, but, but again, to wrap up, so please understand, especially with Amazon coming into the picture, um, if, especially if you're going into the community, but just in general, for you to survive and for you to really make a name for yourself and be successful as a pharmacist, and I think that you really have to start taking seriously building a, a social media presence, um, whether it's uh, any one of those platforms or all those platforms, and who knows, and it, it's really a mindset though, because who knows, in five or 10 years, it could be some random like jibber jabber like chat that pops up, and you wanna be on that too if everyone's on there. So just know that it, it really is a mindset and you really wanna wrap your head around that if you're not on social and you're not trying to build your brand, you might get left behind um, when you graduate and when you're further into your careers. So, I don't know what time it is, it's 1.20. I'm going to end this early, which hopefully I know you guys have a bunch of stuff to do, but I do want to open this up right now for any Q&A, whether it's about social media, whether it's about what happens when you graduate, whether it's about me and not being able to read well, or, or anything like that. Does anyone want, have any questions or anything like that about pharmacy, about when you graduate? Is about building, actually building the brand. So, how do you go about, um, say, you use Instagram? Mm -hmm. um, say I decide to have a platform. Mm -hmm. How do I get people to like? How do I get people attracted? Yeah. So, how do you get like the likes? Is it just yeah. like a million hashtags? Like a million hashtags? People like search find? Usually, like, all right. So, great question. Usually, yes. Um, a couple tactics. You definitely want to use hashtags. Because if you just post something, the, unless it gets like shot to, to someone's feed by the algorithm that Instagram is using, no one's going to see that picture except for people already following you. So you want to technically use like a, the max out the hashtags, obviously things that are relevant, like don't just put hashtag cool because then someone that's like on a beach surfing is going to see that and be like, I don't care about pharmacy, you know, like so that's probably not the way you want to go, but you want to use relevant hashtags to try to build that audience that way. Another way too is it's a lot of work um, in terms of trying to get that attention and, and try to get like people to see what you're doing, but you have to start interacting with people on on there. So you have to you have to first probably find other pharmacists, and then at some point you get to a point where if you have, when you have once you have enough like followings and, and followers and posts, Instagram kind of bumps your 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 uh, your content up. But in the meantime, before you get there, where there's like people that have millions of followers and they just post a picture and then all of a sudden, like so many people see it. Before that, you actually have to do work in finding other people, commenting on their stuff, following them, and then they seeing that you have similar interests, they follow you back, they then tell a friend, a friend follows you. It, it's kind of a cascade that way, but it, it usually, when you start out, it usually is a lot of work in terms of hashtagging. It's also consistency. So. Like, you know, you're not just going to get to a thousand followers like in a month or two. Like, it's just not going to happen. You have to build that brand and build your name for yourself over probably years to come. And it's also going to happen with people seeing that you're, oh, my God, now she's a manager of this pharmacy. Oh, snap, she got a residency here. Like, and it's little things like that consistent will, will probably bring that attention and build that, like, that liking to you. So, good question. Yes. Like my main, I'm on a lot of stuff, but I only mainly post things whatever on Facebook, which yeah. I have had for a very, very long time. Yes. But I'm an environmentalist liberal. Yes. Which doesn't always fit. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough out there. So I tend to post a lot of things that make people very angry. Yes. Um, what do you say about about things like that? Do you just stop? 
stop having an opinion, keep your opinion to yourself. Yeah, so <laughs> that gets that gets fun, right? Like it depends on where your goal is, right? If you if you have a life passion and a goal to you know to spread that awareness of, of your of your political views and you think that's important, then you should do that, right? Because that's important. You want to get your views out there, you don't want to feel like you're being suppressed or whatever. But you just have to know that in turn it might ruin your relationship with um, another pharmacist that's on your healthcare team. Or not ruin it, but it might not make it the best relationship, right? So you do have to balance that. And you can be, you can have the, you can have two Facebooks, which is also a possibility. You can have a Facebook just for your friends and family and, you know, call it your middle name, last name. And then you can have a professional one saying Dr. You know, so-and-so as your professional one. And that's who you only connect with in terms of uh, at, you know, your hospital or your pharmacy, whatever. That's also a possibility. But if you decide to have them together, you just have to know that there's going to be that risk of having a weird relationship with someone that you work with um, instead of having, instead of being like non-biased or non-partisan in that sense um, to be able to effectively have a relationship with that person. So that's really a, a personal call. I choose to not go that political. I choose, when I post political stuff, it's more of like a overall thinking um, just because I think it's the best to like try to maintain like friendships on both sides. Um, but it, it really is a personal, a personal thing to choose from. So, okay. great questions. Yes. So, to the point that you are here today, how yes. um, long did it take for you to um, like? Did you start in school, or did you start after school? Um, so, uh, in terms of building my brand. Exactly. So, within school, I think I, uh, I always. I didn't really call it building my brand, but within school, I always uh, tried to be a leader in, in what I did. I always tried to not, you know, get into arguments with people. I always tried to provide the best care as possible. So as some of the, there are some people that in here know me, and I, they can probably describe what my brand is without me trying to build my brand. And that was just me, me being me, right? Uh, I'm a little loud sometimes, a little weird sometimes, and people can see that, but then at the end of the day, they know that I can get serious when I have to. I really care about people and building relationships with other healthcare professionals and I also really care about the patient. So in school, I wasn't like, oh, I need to build my brand. Like that wasn't me. Um, I really started probably the last uh, two, three years. Probably basically when I graduated, I started seeing what was happening. And this is why I'm kind of passionate about it now is because I want to make aware that like this is real, really happening out there. Like we really need to build our brand if not we're going to get left behind. And so it really did start after school. And, you know, so now I have the time to try to be as active on Twitter. I write articles for Medium. I do YouTube videos. So I, I do it all. I try to do it all, I would say, not at the capacity that I would like to because I still have to work 40 hours a week at a pharmacy. Um, but I still try to go on most of those platforms and still try to build my brand that way. Not saying that that's going to be the best for everyone because everyone has their personal life. Everyone has, you know, whatever their goals are. But I just want to make aware that at some point it'll be ideal to start now because I wish I would have started earlier. I wish I would have started before I even came to pharmacy school because I could have documented my whole journey and it could have been an awesome thing for people to look back at, but I didn't. But you guys are in that position where you can. So I would advise you try to start now on some sort of platform to do that. Um, but, you know, again, too, if it's just too much or whatever, you can always start when you graduate. So. We got time, people. I hope people have more questions. Yes. Yes, okay, so Arch Radio. So currently I'm trying to build a, like a podcast that lets people see all the different avenues of pharmacy. Um, for example, I think I had a, a pharmacist on there that was a, a critical care resident. Um, 
I had a I had a couple pharmacists from the UK that came on to talk about what pharmacy was like in, in, in England. So I'm really trying to get like world views of pharmacy and just show because I'm like before I graduated here and before I even started this podcast, I had no idea what pharmacy was like in, in Europe. Right? I had zero idea. Like we just don't know. And I went, I was like, oh like that would be cool to find out. And now I'm trying to find pharmacists in all countries that speak English to try to like let us know about it because we can, there's ideas that we can get, um, there's views that we can like see and see how different it is. But I'm basically trying to gather those types of views on that show. In addition, I want to get other like very very relevant to this uh, to this organization. I'm trying to get the views of other healthcare professions um, on there about what they how they interact with pharmacists and what we can do to be better and um, what we can do to be a better team to provide care. Uh, so currently, I think one of the first episodes I had was a physician um, in Minnesota uh, that he was a, uh, um, I think he was a first year resident uh, physician at, at like an AmCare center or something. So, um, but I just basically want to have like nurses, dentists, like all those and like, you know, talk about our problems, talk about ideas and just try to create that way. And lastly, I wanted to uh, provide a platform where I can get my personal development, uh, I guess, advice and tricks out there. Because there's a lot of things that I do for interviews, for like building resumes, for building the brands of your of your of your profession, that I wanted to be able to get out there, and I thought that this would be the best way to do that, also. Okay. So, but yeah, hopefully listen. I'm gonna check it out. I love podcasts. Nice. Right. <laughs> More questions. Um, so you mentioned kind of like where you think farms is kind of going with the whole like online spectrum. Yes. Um, and how people are even coming to you now and kind of asking these things. So where would you see is like the kind of like the difference between like where it is now and like the personal aspect? Like, do you see losing some of that in order to maintain with like the growing status of where it's going? What do you mean losing some of that? Can you like elaborate a, a little bit? Maybe like sacrifice. Like, would you have to sacrifice like the care and like that personal touch on things by doing it over a remote yeah. destination like the internet? Or yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I am not scared at all at uh, losing the personal touch of connecting with someone through social media because I think it's the same as you, you think that like when, you, when I talk to you right now, if I was doing this, you'd probably have the same question if I was on like video chat, right? And the answer I'd give you, you would probably feel just the same. And I, I think that, you know, we're very, I guess like we're very attached to like us being able to see and touch someone, whereas I could provide just the same care through text. Um, or through, uh, you know, through a video chat or whatever, the only thing that you might miss a little bit is tone, right? And they might not be able to hear how empathetic you might be. But if they're reaching out to you on that, they probably know that you have their care and their best interests and you just do what you can. But I would rather sacrifice a little bit of that uh, loss of the empathy feeling for me to be able to scale and talk to like the people and provide like the information that I can, right? So ideally, if it's, a situation where I really know that that person needs to hear my empathy. I don't want to get them on the phone or get them on video chat because I still think effectively I can do that. I, when I was in school on rotations, I actually built a relationship with a patient that I still talk to today. And, and it was such a like crazy experience that I had with her and it was through a telephone. I'd never seen her before, but I ended up, we ended up becoming friends and like, she's like a seven year old lady, but like we just built a connection over the phone that was so real that I didn't really need to have like be in front of her to either hear her pain or her hear my empathy. So I don't think that I'm not really scared of that. And I think that that has to be the way to go, especially in, in the world of like Amazon coming into our, our industry. So, but you might lose a little bit, but I think it's, you know, you do the best you can and 
you know, if you need to and you feel like you're just not getting through to someone, whether you're texting them or something, um, then you might want to say, hey, just give me a call real quick. Like, let's talk about this or whatever. But, and a lot of times it's, like, the crazy thing is, uh, when, at a community setting, right, that's the most experience I have, in a community setting, people walk in all the time, hey, quick question, da da da, -da. okay, cool, thanks, and then they walk out, right? That, that happens to me all the time on the phone now, right? But, but at the end of the day, you answered a simple question to them that had zero, like, connection, but they trust the hell out of you now for anything. So to me, that's, like, worth it. So, since we're all going to be like going on rotations eventually in the third year, um, how did you use rotations to build your personal brand, personal brand and mm -hmm. platform? So, again, I, I started late, so I didn't really, I didn't have that mindset of like, I need to build my brand, I need to build my brand. I just was doing me. And I guess like, I think what, I think the, a good, the another quite way to ask that question, correct me if I'm wrong, is like, how to be successful on rotations, right? Would you say that yeah, that's like, like a... Because, I mean, now that I've had this talk, I'm kind of like thinking about it, and I think like rotations might be like a good kind of way to start building your brand. Yeah. To make connections with doctors. Yeah. I was wondering like, you know, how you use that that communication yeah. and those experiences to to help you yeah. know, yourself grow and help your personal brand. So I think that on rotations. So remember when we talked about Facebook's a little weird if you just kind of retap someone. So I think that you should like realize the type of platforms that are there and probably use the less weird ones like like probably LinkedIn. So I would probably connect if you can, in terms of making those connections like through social, I would probably try to connect solely on LinkedIn if they have one, if not on Twitter would probably be my next best option to connect with them socially. Um, but in terms of in person, again, it's those same principles. It's talking to them, finding out what they like, what their interests are, even if it's through conversation, not through social, and trying to connect with them that way. Because you don't always have to connect with someone on a patient or on a disease state. You can connect other ways um, by finding that common ground or common interest and then be able to effectively talk about a disease state with someone that you are in good relationship with or talk about a patient. Um, so I think it's just trying to figure out ways to build those connections, not just on like doing a workup or not just you know because you had a code or something like that, but it's building those relationships in between all that stuff. Like when you see them in the hallway, when you see them at lunch, um, or, or if you get there early, like it's I think it's by building those relationships in, in the in-betweens, I think it's gonna be a way to really start that brand because behind that, they're gonna talk about you because at some point they're gonna either give you a review or consider hiring you or something, and you always want to be like, man, I w like you always want them to think I had a great relationship with that person because we talked about hockey, or I had a great relationship about that person because we talked about the Rasta book or whatever this <laughs> gentleman's reading. So um, it, it's just those little things are gonna help um, are gonna help you. For, all right, so here's an example. I recently helped someone prepare for an interview um, for, to get into pharmacy school, and I I gave them uh, my techniques for the tell me about yourself portion. And whenever I do tell me about yourself, like for interviews, I always make sure you say a random hobby at the end. And so her random hobby at the time was that she loved to skydive, right? And it was, it was pretty amazing. Usually it's either, usually the, you get two reactions. You get the, I've never skydived, but that sounds amazing. So they kind of remember that you went skydiving. Or it's like, oh my God, I love skydiving, whatever, which she had the latter. So the person, one of the guys that was interviewing her at the school, actually it was like, he like, did like also professional skydiving or something and they had a huge connection and talked for like five minutes about skydiving right so it's finding those little things just throughout your rotation because you have however many weeks you guys have now and finding those things that are kind of really memorable to making some weird switch in their mind that they like you because of that connection and then obviously like you know they also like you because you're a good pharmacist and da -da -da. so good question you want another one you got another question yeah uh, I don't think 
You think of one? Alright, cool. I like that. Anybody else? That, yes. Have you had any issues giving counseling advice over the phone as like patient came in upset or So, so like, you mean like I gave them the wrong info or something and they came in mad at me or? Well, I mean, not even wrong. I mean, it might have been right info, but something might happen like, oh, well, you know, they just assume that they might have been Yeah. So, I've almost never, and I'm not going to say that this is impossible, but through my personal experience, I've never had an issue where I counsel someone and then they came back and said, you suck, like you were wrong or whatever. Like that, that never really happened um, to me so far. Um, however, I have had patients start a medication that I, you know, try my best to, you know, you can't counsel on everything, but I've had someone take a medication and they came back with a side effect and they were a little upset that we gave it to them, you know, because it had that side effect. And that's just one of those things that it's hard to control and you just try to have as much empathy in that situation and then you try to minimize like like say like you know you're still taking it you try to figure out ways to minimize the results of that side effect but never have I personally had a situation where if, uh, someone came in like after I counseled them or anything like that um, and usually too it, it, it's also because I, I take counseling very seriously and when I counsel them I try to make sure I'm like answering their full question and what they need to know as best as I can I don't try to really rush people in those types of situations also because you just never know like what they're doing at home, right? Like they might be asking, how do I take this? And I really gotta make sure, what are you taking, right? Like, let's make sure you're not taking the wrong thing. Like what color is the pill, da da da. Okay, perfect, you're taking the right thing. Now you take it, let me look at your profile, see how you're supposed to be taking it. So I always try to make sure I go that extra step, especially if I'm doing that over the phone and I don't know exactly what's going on in front of me, so. So I guess the follow-up question would be, uh, you know, since you're doing some of these counseling over the phone, yeah. not necessarily through publicists, yes. I do. Yeah. So if you're going to be, and, and the reason I do is because I'm like, I do, I have permanent videos that are on the internet about me giving advice. And uh, I try to make sure I cover all my bases. So before I do a video on like a medication, let's say, I try to make sure I cover what the manufacturer likely would have covered, especially if it was dangerous. So um, because assuming that they went through the proper legal things to make sure that, that was accurate. And then also I do extra research to make sure what I'm saying is as accurate as possible. But at, most, at the end of all my videos and things like that, I always tell them, like, I always tell the patients, look, don't do any, like, this is just for information. Like, this is for you to just be a little bit more knowledgeable instead of Googling it so you can get something from someone reputable. But at the end of the day, like, don't make any changes unless you actually talk to me or you talk to your pharmacist or your provider. So that's, like, a way of covering that. But, yes, I did also get um, malpractice insurance for the situation that just I just can't foresee. Um, because a lot of times people randomly reach out to me and just say, hey, like, like I've done things that's pretty drastic. Like I've one time I was searching through a Facebook chat. And um, they, so by the way, Facebook has a bunch of disease state groups that like have support groups like COPD support, asthma support. And I'm pretty proactive with it. I go on there and I look for people asking questions and I go and answer them, right? I actually found a lady that was on lisinopril and she was pregnant. And I was like, no, like, oh my God. Like this, I was like, no, like stop, like stop taking that, you know, like, and I just told her stop taking that medication. But like, you know, that's a little risky because I just told someone to stop taking medication without knowing anything else about them. But I just know, I just knew so strongly it's such an, a contraindication that she had to stop that. Like, please talk, stop that because of X, Y, Z, and please go talk to your doctor about that. So there's some things where it's like, you know, you might have to be aggressive because like, I'd rather risk, you know, saving that baby than like me being scared to say something because I'm scared she's gonna sue me, you know, so. But then again, I also have the malpractice insurance, so. I might have saved the baby, who knows, that's cool, right? Saving babies on Facebook. <laughs>
Well, thank you guys very much. It was my pleasure to be here. I really appreciate the time. And you can contact me mostly on RX Radio. I'm always on there. Um, please listen to the podcast if you like. Medvise also has an Instagram and Facebook. And then, um, obviously, if anyone reaches out to me on there, I'll definitely re uh, respond to you with my personal account. So thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey guys, really hope you got some value out of the talk I gave uh, at the University of Florida. And if you want to further the conversation or you want to talk more about anything that I went over in there, please feel free to shoot me an email um, at richard at medvise.com or you can shoot me a message on Instagram at rxradio.fm. I, I will respond there as well. And if you haven't yet, make sure to please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We're also on Instagram, rxradio.fm. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and medium.com. And any feedback uh, would be greatly appreciated. I'm trying to make you know these episodes and these interviews uh, for the listeners. It, it really is, I, although I do learn a lot, it really is for me to give value to the listeners. So if there's anything I can do to improve or if there's any topics you want me to try to get on the show, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know. And until next time, see you over the counter. Pharmacy.